In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. As parents, we all know how important it is to have good conversations with our kids, especially about the big things in life. If you've wondered how to get started, let me recommend Between Us Guys by Joel Fitzpatrick. It's a great conversation guide for dads and sons. And for moms and daughters, check out Between Us Girls by Trish Donahue. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today, I get to welcome Dr. Tom Schreiner. Tom is Associate Dean and James Buchanan Harrison Professor of New Testament Interpretation at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. He has written many books, including one on assurance called Run to Win the Prize. It's a great book. I highly recommend it. He's written a recent one on spiritual gifts, as well as a one-volume theology of the whole Bible. It's called The King in His Beauty. If you need to pick up a book on the big picture of the Bible, this is the one to get. He's also written many commentaries, which you may find very helpful in your quiet time. Commentaries on Romans, 1 Corinthians, Galatians, Hebrews, and Revelation, and others. He and his wife, Diane, have been married for 44 years, have four grown children, and nine grandchildren. Tom, it's great to have you on the podcast. Uh, thanks, Champ. It's great, great to be on the program. So what verse do you have to share with us today? So my verse is from Psalm 25, verse 11, and I'm reading it from the Christian Standard Bible, and it says, Lord, for the sake of your name, forgive my iniquity, for it is immense. Tom, if you were to take this verse and put it in your own words, how would you paraphrase it? Yeah, I'd say, Lord, for the, for the glory of your name, for the, for the honor of your name. So that, so that you will look good, Lord, forgive the, the greatness of my sin. Lord, forgive my sin because uh, when you forgive my sin, it makes you uh, look good. It brings honor and praise uh, to you. So hearing you say it that way raises a question in my mind, and that is, how do those two halves of the verse go together? How is it that I've got great sin that I'm asking the Lord to forgive, and somehow that's going to make him look good? Can you connect those dots for us? Yeah, and and that is such a fascinating question, Champ, because I I really think this verse brings us to the storyline of the whole Bible. Hmm. how, How is it that God can forgive our sins for the sake of his name and be honored and look good and still be just? And, and the answer to that is the cross of Christ. Hmm. The, the only reason he can forgive our, our, our great sins is because we have a great Savior hmm. who uh, took the curse that we deserved, Galatians 3.13. He took the punishment we deserved upon himself, and therefore he can forgive our sins and not compromise his justice. So he looks great in his justice, but he also looks great in his love. Because he forgives our sins. And so we see in the cross of Christ, both the love of God and the mercy of God, they come together in the cross. So we can see why Jesus would say in the Gospels that all of the Old Testament scriptures point to him. Absolutely. I mean, ultimately, right, David 
David prayed this without fully understanding the whole message of the Bible, but ultimately God is the author of scripture. Mm -hmm. And this verse points to what God has done in Jesus Christ. So let's go back to the Old Testament context here then for a moment. This is a verse in the middle of Psalm 25. So give us the context here. What's the setting for this particular verse? Well, in this Psalm, David is appealing to the Lord. He has enemies. So he's, uh, he's asking God to uh, teach him, to guide him, to uh, protect him, and to watch over him. Uh, at the same time, he recognizes he, he's a sinner. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't deserve uh, God's favor. But he, but he asks God in this, in this situation where he says, for example, in verse 16, he's, uh, he's lonely and he's afflicted. Verse 17, he's experiencing distresses. So he's asking God to to show him mercy, to do good to him, even though in and of himself he doesn't deserve uh, God's goodness. And 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 so verse eleven fits very nice with that, doesn't it? That he's that he's asking God to forgive him, uh, even though he's strayed from God's ways. The verse today is Psalm twenty five eleven. I'm going to read it again. I'm reading it like you did from the Christian Standard Bible. It says this: Lord, for the sake of your name. Forgive my iniquity, for it is immense. So if you were to take this verse and turn it upside down, kind of the anti-Psalm 2511, and give us the screw tape letters version, what might that say? Or what might our hearts be inclined to say instead of what it actually says? Yeah, uh, that, that is a great question. I think we could say something like, Lord, for the sake of my name, because I'm so great, God, I really don't need any forgiveness because anything I've ever done wrong is rather trivial and I really don't need forgiveness for anything I've done because I've never really done anything significantly wrong. I'm a good person. At the end of the day, sure, I've made a few mistakes, but I'm fundamentally a good person. I don't need forgiveness. And my sin certainly isn't great. It's really rather minor. You know, it kind of makes us smile to think that we might actually say that, but sometimes really that's kind of the posture of our hearts, isn't it? I think so. I think we all face that in our own spiritual lives because if we recognize, and this is how the Lord has spoken to me through this verse, if I recognize, you know, my sin, my sin is immense. It's great. Even even if I haven't done anything externally remarkably wrong, but if, if we realize our sin is immense, our sin is great, then we're very grateful for being forgiven. Hmm. But if we think, well, I've been a pretty good person, then, then God's forgiveness seems rather pedestrian. Hmm. God's forgiveness seems ordinary. It, 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 it doesn't amaze us. It isn't amazing grace anymore. So I think the Holy Spirit has used this verse in my life to say, you know, your sin is immense. It is great. Your sin, Tom, is so great. You deserve to go to hell for your sin. Hmm. And Lord, uh, not for my sake, not, not for my sake, but for the sake of your name, to glorify your name, forgive my iniquity. So that is what this verse is encouraging us to think about. And maybe on our best days when the Lord is working and when we are walking in fellowship with the Lord, we feel the weight of our sin. But what if we're not? What if we kind of feel like this has been a good day? I don't think I've lost my temper or I think maybe if there's a kid listening, they're thinking I've obeyed mom and dad, you know, most of today and they're not feeling their sinfulness. Where do we go next? What are some next steps to sort of let this verse become part of what we're actually feeling? 
Yeah, that, that's a really interesting question. I don't think that we ought to read a verse like this and necessarily think, I have failed miserably today. I mean, in, mm. in one way, of course, we fall short in thought, word, and deed every day. Sure. But but there's another side to the Christian life, isn't there? And, and the other side is we, we can live lives that are pleasing to God, and God's pleased with us uh, when we walk in his ways. But I also think this verse is true every day when we think of the entirety of our lives. So at least I wouldn't, I wouldn't read this verse to say, yeah, every day we ought to look at ourselves and say, we, we've done miserably today. But when we look at the whole of who we are, which touches every day, mm-hmm. our fallenness, our narcissism, our absorption into ourselves. So, you know, I get little windows into what I'm like maybe when a stressful situation comes up or I recognize, wow, I'm very self-focused. Mm-hmm. Some days I forget about that and I think, well, you know, I'm doing pretty well. But then things come up that remind me, no, you, actually you're very deeply self-oriented and selfish and self-absorbed and narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do I see that every day? I don't see it every day. But but it's always it's always there, and given the right circumstances, it'll certainly come out. And when the Lord does bring that to our minds, a verse like this is such an encouragement. The Lord isn't hesitant to forgive us; He loves to forgive us. Yeah, and He knows, and He knows what we're like. That's right. You know, I, I mean, one of the great comforts of a verse like this is our the greatness of my sin, the greatness of all of our sins. It's no surprise to God. Mm. That's why this verse is here. He he knows us, but he knows me, he knows you better than we know ourselves. So he knows our sin is great. And uh, he's telling us our sin is great. And, and and another way I guess we can apply this verse if we read this verse and think, well my sin's not great. Well then I think we can pray, Lord, show me that it is great. <laughs> yeah. If I don't if I don't think my sin is great, I'm I'm missing something. I'm I'm missing God's evaluation of my own life. So we ask him, show show me that. Mm-hmm. Reveal who you really are to me. What a kind God to show us our sin and then to show us our Savior. And like you said earlier, he is a great Savior. So Tom, it's been really great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for making the time and for your insights into Psalm 2511. Would you close our time by praying this verse for us today? Uh, absolutely. Oh, Lord, we, uh, we just praise your great name, and we realize that everything that is done is for the sake of your name. And Lord, we pray today, as we are in your presence, that you would forgive our iniquity. Lord, forgive our sins, uh, because, Lord, uh, they are great. Lord, we have sinned against you in thought and word Indeed, Lord, we have we have wanted to be God instead of you. We have wanted to take the reins of our life. But Lord, we pray for Christ's sake that you would cleanse us and renew us and, and grant us the great joy of your salvation, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.